Kia ora Wellington and welcome to B-Side Stories, the stories about the people that make Wellington tick here on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. My name is Perrine, I'm your host today and I'm hosting you from afar. So I head along to Wellington Museum, specifically to the Harbour Boardroom of Wellington Museum, which is normally a very... Um, serious looking place with green felt and portraits of men of times of yonder. <laughs> um, but it was full of life today because there is a project for Suffrage 125 marking 125 years since women achieved the right to vote and this is a sewing petition project being run by Vinnie's Riso. Kia thanks for coming along and, to, or not coming along, letting <laughs> me come to you and talk about what you're up to. Namahi. Namahi. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Um, Eddie Hapiti, I am a volunteer at RISO and have been, oh, must be about five months now. Hmm. And where are you sitting right now? Ooh. I have to say I'm in a room full of men looking <laughs> down upon me. I think on the first day I came here, I kept thinking, ooh, I wonder how they feel about the doilies and then the aprons. And then I think as we've gone over a few days, I would say it's starting to look very, very feminine here. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you've been at the Wellington Museum all week? Uh, yes, off and on. I've, I missed a couple of days. So I had a couple of days off. And what's the project? Uh, the project is in, in regards to 125 uh, for women's suffrage. So it's really cool to be part of this um, to create, recreate really, the petition in a kind of a different medium. Instead of having it on paper to actually do it on fabric or anything that you can stick on a nice white piece of linen. Mm. So the idea is 125 years ago um, a petition was taken around the country and then to Parliament right? and with a whole lot of signatures on it, presumably. Yes, well lucky for us we had some staunch women that um, decided that they would say, let's get the vote. And I heard a little, um, a little story uh, from Caroline in regards to a whole lot of women from England coming here seeing that Māori women were allowed to own land, mm. had rights that they didn't have, and it pretty much put the fire in their bellies. I thought it was quite cool. Mm. Yes. And so they thought, among other things, they would like the right to participate in yeah. the country's democracy. Yeah. Took that to Parliament and in 1893... Because I, I think like for Māori women, I think that for many, many years, even though people don't see them as being, you know, um, they don't talk on the marae, they don't do it, you know, other than like the, the call on the marae, that they have no say, but they do. They just don't have to voice it. The men know what they want. And they do the whispering. I call it whispering in the ears. <laughs> they uh, tautoko, they support the men in the decisions. They don't have to stand up on the pie pie. They don't have to be the loudest voice. A woman has a quite steady voice. I mean, it's taken <laughs> a long time for women to get the vote. And there's still a lot of things that women, rights that women need to get. So it just little by little, we're getting them back. Yes. 
And um, so what you're doing here is presenting um, pictures rather than signatures. Pictures, forms, colours, textures, using different uh, medium to create the same size petitions. Yeah. And you have completed one already and it's over in the corner. Would, could you just describe it for our listeners, please? Well, when Caroline first said, oh, I could choose a woman um, that meant something to me, I found it quite difficult because I was whangai. And I wanted to choose a woman, but then I realised that really the first voice on the marae is a woman's, in the karanga. Um, the woman, taitoko, the men, when they do their, kaif, uh, whakau, uh, their talk, the speech on the marae, they do the waiata. Along with the men, of course, but the woman's voice is heard, um, and the woman in the kitchen. So I wanted to do one where it was for Nati Kahanunu, and for it to be Wahine with the macron on the on the top of the A, meaning the woman, mm. not just a woman, but all women of Nati Kahanunu, all Maori women. So yeah, so I chose that kind of particular. Then it kind of developed and developed, and I got to the point where I thought enough is enough. <laughs> And did Nati Kahununu woman sign the petition that you know of? I would hope so. Right. <laughs> but this, so this isn't a direct translation of one person's signature that you... No. Yeah. It's more about uh, making sure that there is, uh, I would say, the footprint of Māori woman in there because I think that they would have been behind it because otherwise I wouldn't have the right to vote today or mm. my three daughters to have the right, the right to vote. Yeah. We're staunch voters. <laughs> Important stuff. Yeah. Mm, so could you describe what um, what the beautiful piece looks like, please? Oh, okay. So we have uh, a wahine standing with her kuriwai on there. And I try to incorporate um, the pukuna sphere, being, the, being a fierce Māori woman. And then try to, um, using things like... Um, weaving strips of material because I didn't have any mocha available to me to do it. So I thought, well, I will do some weaving. Um, so those are the checked bits yeah. in the background or yeah. behind? Using greens, using white, and using um, recycled material because that was one of the things that we're big at Reso is that we recycle a lot of donated material. So everything in there is already being used and being reused repurposed so including the lace the dolly gotta love dollies <laughs> um, yeah and up the top um, I stitched Nati Kahanunu and she's got her hair flowing down right off the mm. rectangle of fabric yes. <laughs> it's kind of taking over I <laughs> could say that um, it, it's very hard to contain me when I start developing things <laughs> you know Caroline will give me a size, it's got to be a certain size, but I always push the limit to see just how far I can take that size limit. Or length. And a few feathers. Ah, yes, feathers. A woman's got to have her feathers. Everyone should have them. <laughs> <laughs> and are those ones that you found along the way, or were they ones you already had? Uh, ones I already had, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find... Um, I was looking for a grey a grey feather with a white tip from all the pictures that I saw but then I thought well I'll just go for the white feathers because 
I have a hearing that I wear in my head when I go out and I look, I think people say I look quite fierce. Mm-hmm. I said it is a weapon, <laughs> just so you know. The feather is a weapon? Well, no, my hearing. I have a bone oh. hearing that I was given when I graduated university. So they gifted me a hearing and it's taken me a year to grow my hair so that I can actually wear it. Instead of using ogre around my neck. Mm, so it's a, a comb. Yeah. It's quite a big piece, so it jams into my hair and it's a top knot. Yeah. So that's why and I thought, well, no, I wasn't giving her my hair and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this this woman that you have created here to represent many women, mm. um, she's gonna be spending some time in the Wellington Museum. Yep, I think she will be spending some time here and hopefully she's going to be joined by another uh, 545 of them because that's how many more we need. Mm. How how are you going to get that many? Well, through social media, through Caroline's uh, dedication and the teams are going to make sure they spread the word and get every female who, or male, if they're into sewing, to take someone, someone in their family or someone from the petition and actually create a panel to be a representation of that person signing it. And each panel has 46 stitches on it, so that that will then also tie into the amount of votes that were actually on the first petition. So it's going to be pretty cool. Mm. Pretty awesome. We've only got six months to do it. (laughs) One panel a day. (laughs) And so in six months, they will then come back to the museum to be unveiled. Oh, okay. Caroline wants to wrap the building up in it. (laughs) (laughs) She's hoping for a fine day to see how many times it can wrap around the building. (laughs) Need to start making them wider rather than the long (laughs) panels, maybe. Well, (laughs) I I think there's, and like the other thing is that someone said, if we get a few more than we need, um, we could find them for uh, repurposing them for maybe some cushions or some bags and totes and things. So I'm looking to see how that works. Mm. It doesn't stop. Mm. <laughs> Great. Well, all the best for that. Thank you so much for sharing your focado on this and for uh, you know the beautiful work that you've done already. Looking forward to seeing the next one yep, that yummy. you get onto. <laughs> yummy. Kia ora and thank you for talking to me. Can you introduce yourself, please? Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Maggie Moo. I am uh, an American living in New Zealand for a couple of years. And I am super excited to be volunteering on the Suffrage and Stitches project. I've been volunteering at Vinnie's Riso. And um, it's great. How did you get into volunteering at Vinnie's Riso? Uh, I am a lifelong stitcher, <laughs> and I, uh, when I came to Wellington, I looked around for kindred spirits and uh, Vinnie's Riso. Also, uh, I like uh, op shop shopping, and I uh, put together the Vinnie's Riso with my love of op shopping and is it do we say op shopping here op shop shopping yeah uh, anyway uh, of op, sh- op shopping and stitching and uh, uh, it was a perfect match for me yeah 
And so you're not tucked in your house anymore, stitching alone? That is correct. It is a great community. There's a lot of good banter. Uh, (laughs) I'm learning a lot of local vocabulary. I learned the metro system, uh, how to get around. Oh, we're all still learning. Uh, Well, uh, uh, yes, it's it's changing, but anyway... um, and uh, and I'm making great friends. Mm. When I arrived, I heard you learning some Fakatoki or Maori proverbs. Uh, oh <laughs> yes, uh, from Beth. She's um, not only is she a great Maori tutor, but she's a great sewer. So I'm learning a lot of things from her. Mm. Um, and so, can you tell us about the piece that you've got in front of you? The piece I have in front of me is um, already uh, a very old piece of fabric. It's uh, printed uh, linen on the back, maybe from the 1920s or 30s. Mm. And it's uh, green silk on the front. Oh, can I touch it? Uh, Yes. Uh, As you can see, it Mm. has a lot of stains from use. And it was... Machine stitched together, I believe, as uh, a carrier, uh, like a roll-up carrier for embroidery floss. And I have no idea what that is. <laughs> oh, embroidery floss is uh, the thread that you use uh, when you are embroidering. It's called floss. I don't know if Kiwis call it something else, but mm. we call it floss. A cotton thread. Oh, it's such fine little pouches. Yes, and so there's many pouches, and then you just roll up the piece of cloth, and it's easy to carry with you. Hmm. And so you took the embroidery floss holding container, and you attached it to this um, the vintage fabric that you described earlier, or was it already? No, it was already uh, a full piece, and it was given to me by a friend in the U.S. whose mom, Lillian Willoughby, uh, made it uh, probably in the 1930s. Uh, Lillian is gone now, but she uh, was a Quaker who was a um, great proponent of women's rights. She even got arrested a few times, uh, protesting different issues. And she was also an embroiderer. And her daughter, Sally, who is not an embroiderer and who is a friend of mine, uh, gave it to me, uh, hoping that I could make use of it. And I brought it to Wellington, knowing that they brought it all the way over. Yes, yes, I brought it all the way over because I know that this is, to me, this is the land of uh, happy stitching and embroiderers. And I thought I would get some inspiration for it or Mm. find someone to make use of it. And when I went to Vinnie's Riso, I decided to put it in a pile of fabric and hope someone would find use for it. I was letting it go out into the world. Mm. And then I came to the museum to work on the suffrage and stitches. And there it was, sitting in a pile of vintage fabrics that other folks at Vinnie's had picked to be a part of this project. And so I thought, it must be meant to be used. Yes. Um, And so you've started stitching some 
words onto there? Yes, I, not being uh, a native New Zealander, I wasn't sure of some of the women who signed the petition. I didn't have relatives. And uh, I wanted to uh, connect to New Zealand. And uh, when I was walking along Tinakori Road, the day I started on this project, I saw a quote on the sidewalk from Jane Campion. Uh, may I read it? Mm, please. Uh, we are women. We are only half the world, but we gave birth to the whole world. No one on this planet should be ignorant of our views or our voices. Mm. And I thought that was a perfect quote for the project. And I love doing uh, words, hand-stitching words. And right now I'm primarily... Uh, using what's called the daisy chain stitch oh, with yeah. uh, mostly pink and white threads. So those are little loops that join together? Yes. In a very crude way of explaining uh, it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, then I have taken the word women and made it larger than the rest and uh, stitched it in blue sequins so that it stands out mm. when you see it from a distance. Mm. And you've got it quite, um, your words are kind of, um, they're We call them wonky. Wonky. <laughs> That's the <laughs> word I'm looking for. <laughs> so it's kind of got a more um, informal feel? Yes, mm. yes. Very, very free form. I, I don't uh, write them first. I just stitch them free form. Mm. Mm. And so is this the first of several that you'll be doing, you think? Or? Yes. So in the meantime, uh, Caroline and Hillary, who are sort of the main organizers, have given me the name of uh, a local woman to make another panel uh, dedicated to. And uh, my mom's maiden name is Sweeney. And my name, my real name is Margaret. And Hillary found me a Margaret Sweeney, ah. uh, <laughs> who lives in Wanganui, or lived in Wanganui. Um, and so I'm very excited to make a panel dedicated to her. Yeah. And so, and so this process, has it helped you learn a bit about local history? Or you said being with Vinnie's Riso made you feel more connected? Yes, very much so. Um, uh, reading, so it, it also forced me to go back to the National Library to see the petition hanging mm. and uh, read a little bit more about it. And it also, uh, just being with local women, mostly women, here in the room and hearing about their lives, everyday conversations, uh, all the research that Caroline has put out for us to uh, learn a little bit more in depth about the petition. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking about it and all the best with the rest of your <laughs> wonky letters. Okay. It's looking great. Thanks so much. Yep.